On this week's episode, we're doing things a little bit different with a shorter format, but lots of great comic talk. From a strange showing from the New Mutants to an even stranger showing from the Legion of Superheroes, it's all happening now on Cover B. What's up, everybody? Happy 50th episode. <laughs> we have nothing special planned. Except, gotta, except that intro. <laughs> why you gotta be like that? I don't know. I want to say thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you to all you people who still listen and yep. give a damn. <laughs> thank you for everyone who's listened, everyone who's tuned in, everyone who's you know come up to us and said, "Hey, we like what you're doing." Uh, people that have interacted with us online. If anybody's bought merch, thank you. Uh, if you've passed this podcast off to people you know who might like it, thank you especially. That's how we thrive. It's how um, we grow. So, Get better. Yeah, 50 episodes, and here's to 50 more. Yes. At least. <laughs> we got this. Yeah. I believe in us. If we made it this far, we can keep going. Yep. So you'll notice in this episode some formatting changes. We'll talk about those at the end of the episode. For now, let's dive into some... What are they? They're comic books. Comics. Yeah. Comics. Yeah. Com... Ics, comics yes. Yes. yes comic books yeah yeah i was gonna i have it written down i was going to say comics but i think i put an extra o in there so it's oh, comics yeah comics yeah oh, okay. long o cool. yeah there you go good job what comics are we talking about um first one we're gonna talk about is crone number one crone numero uno brand yes, new indeed. book this week um i think this is a really cool read because it's like, what happens when Red Sonia don't look like Red Sonia no more? It's true. <laughs> it's all about, like... When she becomes Red Cronia. Yeah. You you tried real hard. <laughs> That's okay. I believe in you. Yep, it's essentially old man Red Sonia. Um, it, was, it was a cool concept. It opens kind of with the past... And that was cool. Um, I think for me personally, I wish it got a little bit like deeper, was a little bit like Meteor. heavier. You know what I mean? On because she's got this whole like I want to die complex going on, um, and I think that could have been like it didn't necessarily hook me. You know, I think they'll probably hit on that stuff more in depth as time goes by. Uh, but the first issue didn't necessarily hook me, but it was really cool, and the art was really cool. So, I'll say that I'm hooked, but for a different perspective, in that the name of the book inherently qualifies that this book is going to be one hell of a feminist romp. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's so interesting, because like you think about like what happens if Red Sonia gets old. Well, when she's not like bootylicious babe... Wearing like a chainmail bikini and killing dudes with her aubergine hair, like then she's just some old lady. And immediately they show in the book, like, yeah, she not like this hot warrior princess anymore. So people make up stories about how she's evil she's and a, a crone witch. and a witch could turn and, into a bear. Yeah, and like stuff. all yeah. this bull that is obviously like predicated on the fact that she's no longer of value to watch. And you're mm. like shake my fist (laughs) and they showed a preview of next month's issue i guess um 
with the the cover mm. and the cover so they allude to her having maybe lost a loved one yeah. in this book yeah, yeah and the cover shows young crone canoodling with a lady folk and i'm like yes go that way do that thing do it up <laughs> The two were seen canoodling at Aaron Samuel's Halloween party. <laughs> it's not Wednesday. I'm not wearing pink. Did I get the name right? Is it? Yes. Is it Aaron Samuels? It is Aaron Samuels. I've seen that movie too oh many times. I'm not even going to ah. take credit for it because I know you like it too. I love it. I love Mean Girls. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. Um, Yeah. But I, I did like it. Um, The action sequences were really cool. I like the characters. I think it's a cool. Uh, no, it wasn't. Aaron Samuels is the. Yes, I'm looking this up in the middle of the podcast. Aaron Samuels was the boy they liked, but it was at his friend's party. Shane oh. Oman. Oh. That Shane Oman. Shane Halloween Oman's party. the guy who she ends up getting caught in the projection yeah. room with. Yeah. Over the. Over so the, over <laughs> this the has been your Mean Girls podcast. Thank you for <laughs> tuning in. Oh, we should do a mean <laughs> Okay, one podcast at a time. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Crone number one, I liked it. Um, it sets up some cool story arcs going on. It does have that kind of old man formula. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Old Man Logan came out, kind of defined this formula of, like, how to tell a story. Excuse me, story about somebody who was a hero or was some sort of heroic person and is now old. What does that mean for them? The formula in and of itself isn't new. Like, Old Man Logan didn't invent it. Right. It just kind of, like, is the shining star. Um, But, you know, it it might be played out in its own way, but we haven't really done it with Red Sonia that I'm aware of, so it's kind of cool. And it's kind of cool because, like, there's been lots of old men. And this isn't to... It's not a Marvel book. It's not a Red Sonia book. Um, It's just the characters, obviously... Dark Horse has another one out that's doing a similar thing. So Dark Horse used to do the Red Sonia, and I think they used to do Red Sonia. They used to do Conan. Okay. Um, I don't think they did Red Sonia. I think Red Sonia immediately went to Conan and Red Sonia used to be in the same universe. They were in oh. Marvel. Um, oh. Okay. Back when they were at Marvel, they were both in the same thing, like Conan and Red Sonia. Funny enough, in Savage Avenger Avengers Annual, which came out last week. Uh, Conan actually makes a reference about how he likes like badass redheads and it's totally a red Sonia reference but he's meeting he meets Black Widow and becomes like obsessed with Black Widow um, <laughs> That's great. and he makes that allusion to knowing red Sonia because back when they were both at Marvel before they transferred uh, but then I think red Sonia ended up at Dynamite okay. and Conan ended up at Dark Horse both of those switches make sense yeah and um you know, Dynamite's still putting out Red Sony books. Uh, Dark Horse has since lost Conan back to Marvel. I'm sure Marvel's probably, like, hucking the occasional, like, here's a check for this much at Dynamite because they're just buying up any of their old IPs that they can get. There's no way Dynamite's sure going to give up that variant exclusive cover money. <laughs> I'm sure, like, the editors in charge of, like, Transformers and G.I. Joe probably get an occasional, like, hey, <laughs> what you thinking about? Kind of midnight call from Marvel. 
the collective Marvel. It's like a thousand voices all being like, hey, hey. what you thinking, thinking about? about? Um, thank you for joining me on that. But I, I think it's it. funny because they Dark Horse currently has Berserker Unbound, which is totally like, remember when we did Conan? Um, <laughs> and now they have this book, which is kind of like, think about if we did Red Sonja. <laughs> Because obviously, like, Dynamite, if you don't know Dynamite comics, they're more about the covers. Uh, they have, yeah. like, Gail Simone did a run on Red Sonja. It was really good. Dynamite has good books that they do, but they tend to lay very heavy on cheesecake. Um, you know, Vampirella and Red Sonja meet Betty and Veronica. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you look at, like, their solicitations, they have, like, they'll have, like, a James Bond book and some, like, old school superheroes like new stories from them kind of things but then it's like vampirella and vengeance of vampirella and red sonia vampirella and red sonia vampirella meet betty and veronica and red sonia versus chaos and vampirella and deja thoris (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) they got a new deja thoris book coming up they're all elvira shape of elvira they've got all kinds of betty betty page Page? yeah Yeah. there's a theme i don't know if you can tell so (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of like Dark Horse is like, man, imagine if we got Red Sonia back then. Um, I just think that's that's kind of funny. But it is. Uh, Crow number one, it's worth picking up. Uh, it was a cool book. Dark Horse, I think, is kind of reshaping where they're going with a lot of books. There was a few years there where they were like, hey, remember that 90s movie IP? Guess what? And that's what they had. But now they've got these burger books things that they're doing, which are all really good. And Crone was really good. They're putting yeah. out some good stuff. They got a Black Hammer. I think Black Hammer revived them. I think that was their like slap in the face to like, oh crap, we should just like we can actually make get good creators now. doing yeah. stuff. Uh, and Crone number one was written by Dennis Culver, and it's got art by Justin Greenwood. So, so. pick it up. Yeah. Next on the docket um, is a new Scott Snyder. Correct. Called yep. Undiscovered Country. Yep. Written by Scott Snyder and Charles Soule. This one's got art by Giuseppe Comancoli and Danielle Orlandoni. Uh, it's cool. It's a cool book. It's weird. It's weird. It's um, weird. It did not... And this is from Image, by the way. Yeah. So this book started as like, hey, check out this neato political book. And this is going to have like you know political intrigue and like mm-hmm. maybe some like cia feely stuff and mm-hmm. like you know it it was almost kind of feeling to me like it was building toward a scenario in which so let me let me kind of thicken this out i don't know if you guys have ever played the um wolfenstein games yeah but they kind of sh- you know reimagine what happens if like the Nazis had won and took over and then they kind of like reestablished this like, you know, fascist government and it kind of mm. took over worldwide and it was like very like, you know, nationalistic and whatever. And I was kind of figuring that's kind of a direction that this was going. I was yeah. thinking it was going to be very like nationalistic and like military and like political and law. Which and I that- mean, it's a valid you know, commentary to make in today's climate. Right, absolutely. So. And that's kind of it. That's where I thought and then, too. Yeah left field i don't want to spoil it but like wtf (laughs) yeah um what (laughs) i agree yeah it i was really hoping to be shocked so the whole premise the whole setup is that 30 years ago from the point that the book takes place 
the U.S. went into complete isolation. They literally built giant walls and, like, invisible force fields around the country. Blackout. Cut off communication, cut off trade, like, just freaking – they were – you find out in the book that, you know, the U.S. was upon some hard times economically and, like, with famine and blackouts and stuff like that. And then they just cut off, just whoosh, disappear. Um, they have a name for it in the book. I can't remember what it is. Um, but – you know, it's some this big event where this big superpower is just gone suddenly. Yeah. And the global market has to adopt. Um, the global market adopts in its own way, uh, or adapts, sorry. Political change. And, yeah, like countries, countries join unions and alliances and stuff. Um, and then at the point this book takes place, America's like, hey, you know, we have something you guys need. Because there's some bad juju going on in the world. Come to America. Send, like, a small team and emissaries from your different unions. and We'll take in your envoy and yeah. we'll, we'll give you what you need. Yeah. And so I was fully expecting, like, you like know. Like fascist government, right? Yeah, well, that or, like, something crazy. Something, yeah. Something crazy. Like, could have gone the political route of making a commentary about political climate, current political climate. And yeah. And been like. They're full-on Nazis now. Surprise, MFR. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I was thinking maybe, like, maybe technology took over and, like, the person speaking in the video message was actually a robot, robot. Yeah. or something. Like, something crazy, like, yeah. but kind of pertaining to a commentary. And that's not not really what we got. I'm, no. I'm a little bummed. Like, I'm admittedly, I was a little bummed at the reveal just because... It felt very Mad Max. I'm not going to spoil too much, but there's a lot of Mad Max vibe going on in where these people end up. And just Mad Max has been done. And people have done Mad Max-esque things a lot. Like, we get it. Setting your, like, futuristic, bleak world in the desert. Like, your story that's, like, bleak and future-y in the desert gives it a good, like, whoa, it's hopeless kind of appeal. But, like... I'm just so bored with Mad Max stuff, It was you know? weird. It's, I'm, I really like the characters thus far. At least yeah. the, the primary. I like, yeah, and like, their, their dynamics. Like, yeah, yeah, I really, I really like th- at least the main chick. She, I really like. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, it's, admittedly, I've been really vibing on the, like, political books lately, like. One of the reasons why I'm still reading Doom is because they went totally the other direction than what I expected, and it's all political and intriguey and cool, and, like, I've been really feeling that lately because I feel like it's really pertinent to what's going on, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's kind of nice when we're surrounded by politics every day to then read a book that's kind of different, Yeah, you know? And then this didn't go the way I wanted it to go, so I was kind of like, well okay yeah i still (laughs) liked it i think it's got a lot of potential to be cool they reveal a map at some point that kind of gives you hints at what all the different areas in the country are and the quest this group is going to take i think has a lot of potential for really cool story arcs as they like quest across the world yeah um or across the country uh i wasn't over like enthused with the first like first bits of america that we saw but there's a lot of still enough weirdness that it's like why is this a thing why is that a thing what's going on with that you know so there's still questions 
which is cool. Yeah. Um, I liked too that they avoided the like uh, Revenge of the Sith to New Hope, like who be the Jedi kind of bubble. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, thirty years is a reasonable enough time that people that weren't actively working and like engaging with the u.s would like forget or not know much about them yeah and a lot of the people we meet are in their like 30s to like late 40s maybe 50s so like they wouldn't have had long you know no one involved in this group is like 80 and was like i lived in america for 40 years you know um whereas you know, and the reason I make the Star Wars reference is because, you know, Revenge of the Sith, all the Jedi get killed off by A New Hope, which presumably is, like, 18 years later. Everyone's like, what's a Jedi? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, who's who's the Jedi? And, you know. Y'all not have books? In the, well, <laughs> and in the prequels, we had, like, the Jedi had, like, seats on the council and were, like, actively involved in the Senate and were involved in propaganda and trained the Republic soldiers. And it's, like, people would know about the Jedi. It's group brainwashing. Um, or Han Solo's just stupid. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> That's a valid argument. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, it was it was cool. So, Undiscovered Country from Image is definitely a good book worth picking up. I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, I hope it's a long book too, you know? If it ends short, like if it's like Yeah, if a, it turns out to be like a 12 issue mini. I was about or to say shit. if it's like a 10 issue mini, there's no way they're going to develop enough for mm-hmm. it to be worth it. There's just no way. They're setting it up. It has potential to be like a saga-esque just long running yeah, title. Yeah, it could be really um, cool. But I don't uh, know. You know. I guess we'll have to see. Yeah. Um Um next up so, continuing the train of all the new Dawn of X, X-Men stuff coming out. Yes. Uh, we had two come out this week. Uh, first of all, there was New Mutants, number one, uh, which has Jonathan Jonathan Hickman at the writing helm again. So, he's also doing X-Men number one. I think he's writing this one along with Ed Brisson, I believe. Um, so, it's the two of them writing it. Makes, a, makes sense in the tone, which I'll address later, but... Uh, with art by Rod Reese, which is really nice. I love the art in this book. But hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit us with hit us with the truth bomb. I didn't like it. I yeah. So far, <laughs> I didn't like it. So far, of all the Don of X stuff, I think this was probably the weakest. Um, it has a lot of problems that I don't know. I I've been able to really, you know, reading House of X, Powers of X, reading uh x-men number one excalibur marauders all thems um (laughs) x-force this week i've been able to kind of rationalize like how people seem totally different how people seem like they're just not addressing major story and character development things that happen plot points that are just sort of like just a few years ago and stuff yeah there's you know age of x-men no one's talking about it the crazy shit Cyclops and the other mutants had to go through while Age of X-Men was going down. No one's talking about it. No one's really asking why Charles is back. Cyclops isn't really asking why Charles is back, considering he freaking killed him. (laughs) No one's really asking why any of the dead people are back. Um, You know, Wolverine and Cyclops kind of came back while everyone was gone for Age of X-Men. No one really seems to care. Uh, (laughs) You know, so there's just a lot... 
I feel like, if I'm not mistaken, this is supposed to be, like, a three-year time gap from, like, Age of X-Men happened, and then three years, and now we're at House of X, Powers of X, and now we're at, you know, X-Men, Dawn of X. Um, But this one just felt increasingly difficult for me to, like, rationalize that they all are acting this way. Because, like, my experience with so many of these characters is really heavy. Right. You know, like my the last I saw of Wolfsbane, so Rain, um, is she got like beat to death by anti mutant civilians, just like racists essentially beat her to death because she wouldn't turn into wolf form and oh, fight them. God, that's and, really messed up. Uh Sean Shan Sean I forget what her I always forget her mutant name, but she had effectively given up on the mutants and the mutant cause, and she's just like, boy, bye. Um, Magic was like, for the longest time, was like crazy Cyclops' right-hand dude and was like his enforcer and like teleported people everywhere and like killed the crap out of people all the time and like was when, you know, Cyclops was a nut bar and was hanging out with Emma and they were all wearing like super edgy clothes post-killing charles xavier magic was like his enforcer and was like really stoic and just really badass and like really like you know really mature and like really cold and calculated you know what i mean like weird ruthless honestly yeah and um robbie what is his uh sunspot uh he was running like a leg of the avengers he was running aim the avengers institute of mechanics or something um during the u.s avengers run you know what i mean he got straight up almost killed while the whole secret empire thing went down (laughs) you know so it's like that's my experience with a lot of the new mutants i read a few new mutants books back in the 90s but i was young I didn't really right. keep up with a lot of new mutant stuff right. going on. And so this book is just them acting like weird high school teenagers that, like, borrow their mom's car. And their mom's like, okay, but, you know, don't drive downtown. And they're like, okay, we won't, mom. And then they, t- like, we totally have to go drive downtown, right, bro? You know, and then they do. And that's what it feels like. They're all, like, reckless and arrogant and, like, careless and impulsive even yeah. like magic and stuff and it's just it's weird and i don't know <laughs> so, <laughs> you know so from a perspective so i haven't really read any new mutant stuff pretty much ever um i know roughly the characters because i've read a lot of crossovers and i i you know i'm aware of things and people and stuff mm-hmm. um but i don't have like that perspective of this is what they were and now this is what they are and it's a weird confusing alignment what I'm having a weird situation with is that we just got done with Hawks and Pox and everything that's been happening, including the other book that happens this week, it's all been like really heavy, mm-hmm. really intense, really elaborate. Everything has a purpose and a point and a place. Everything is like Hickman has been putting this stuff down with needlepoint. Mm-hmm. And then you get this book with this whole host of characters that have recently been very important, whether I know from firsthand reading experience, I kn- I've seen them, I know their relevance, I know their, like, position and stuff. 
And their entire story feels so superfluous. Like, yeah, you have this whole host of people, and you have this whole world that's being developed in Krakoa, and all this stuff going on, and there's nationalism, and there's, you know, people being reborn, and all of these things, and they're like, hey, we should go to space and pick up our bro. Bro. What? Like, bro. and then it turns into, like, a heisty thing, and then it's just beating up space dudes. I don't know. It just felt so, especially for Hickman, who has mm. been so calculated and so specific, and even in this book, which felt completely fluffy to me he has like this is about the star jammers it has that same type of like pages out of a out of a you know documentary book describing different things and so it, it's all supposed to feel so elaborate and this just felt so unnecessary mm -hmm. like you're putting out books right now that are supposed to be redefining the x-men the mutants in its entirety, for all of the Marvel Universe, this is a big deal. And I feel like these characters are just sort of like, whoop doop, we go to space. And it, I don't I don't get it. Like, I feel like I just don't get it. Which, it's not to say that the writing was bad. You know, I think it, it felt Hickman-y, which is cool. And, and I think, you know, the, tonally, a lot of it felt cohesive with what we've been reading in Hawks and Pox and, mm -hmm. and the others. But just the plot is so... Why? Yeah. Why bother? That's where I'm at. Why bother? Yeah, I don't know. Um, and, like, they're going to space. This doesn't really give anything away because this is the, like, main plot point. So it's introduced, like, two pages in. They're going to space to take uh, one of the, like, Krakoan gate flowers to Cannonball, I believe, who's up in the Shi'ar Empire chilling. He, at one point, I believe it's, he went up there because he got, like, super injured. I believe that's what happened. And people thought he was dead, but no, he just went, went home. Hmm. Um, and so he's hanging out in the Shi'ar Empire, which makes me think he's immune to whatever, like, weirdness is going on. You know, at nice. Krakoa. And if there is, like, mind-wiping or history-changing or, like, history-wiping and stuff Undoing like that. Undoing people's experiences. Maybe he's beyond that. Because um, he hasn't been rebirthed. Yeah. And so <laughs> I'm wondering if that's going to be a big point, especially with Hickman being – having a writer credit on this, being yeah. at the helm of this. I'm wondering if that's going to be, like, hey, oh. like, whoa, you're alive crazy why are you acting like this you're all acting so strange you know maybe yeah. that's gonna be when we start to realize something ain't right but i don't know maybe we're just supposed to forget character development you know like it just seems story arcs upon story arcs of character development characters changing and tweaking and really the only one that kind of feels like she's continuing the progression is kitty pride and she's not allowed you know, yeah, and she's not allowed on Krakoa. Um, so I don't know. Which uh, I New guess. Mutants was strange. <laughs> um, it was a book. <laughs> if you're looking for like the best cover of the week, the Archerm cover is fantastic. Um, but otherwise, if you're looking for like the best of, still haven't read Fallen Angels that comes out this week. So then I'll be able to tell you like definitively which one's best, which one's worst. But I think New Mutants for me, honestly, was the lowest of the Donovex stuff. Mm, so fair enough. 
the other one that came out this week is X Force number one. Uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> So this one, honestly, you know, all that talk about how people are don't feel like their characters and are tonally weird. This one did a lot in the opposite direction, in huh. my opinion. Okay. Wolverine was in it. He kind of felt like he – there was, like, weird subtle moments where people kind of, like, seemed like they were skirting around, like, keeping up a facade. And then that facade was coming down as, like, chaos ensued. Um I literally can't say anything about this book because everything is like a twisty, turny, like intense thing. So I can't really give any plot points. Uh, but it was incredible. It was very good. It has a crazy ending. And if you're going to be keeping up with all the Dawn of X stuff and like the ongoing titles, you probably want to pick up at least this one um, because I imagine it's going to have some ripples throughout the rest of the books. Um, Fair enough. Because something big goes down. But yeah, it, it was cool. It, um, you know, had Jean Grey kind of feeling like how she felt in X-Men Red. Very, like, leadery and strong and noble. Little less um, girl. Hey. Yeah, little less honey, do the dishes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that bothered you so much. I just... Oh. <laughs> I don't know how I feel. I'm, I'm going to have to get a few issues into these series to, like, fully... Understand... Accept. Fully maybe accept just, anything. Maybe but we just don't know the plan. X-Force for me, Marauders, I think so far, is my favorite. Um, Excalibur was really good, but very unique. But in terms of like just a good, like, bing bang, here's some X-Men stuff happening, X-Force was really worth picking up. It was a cool book. Nice. So, um, Speaking of another book that is super importante and has been hailed and hard and hawed and hoed for a while now um legion of superheroes number one Whoop. is finally finally here and finally in our hands it is bendis he finally did it and honest to god now i get why he's at dc oh yeah you think <clears throat> this is what he was going for everything he has done everything he has written for dc everything he has sewed the entirety of the time he has been here aside from the jinx world stuff which i think he just wanted to do because he had you know he it was going to take a while to get to Legion, so he was like, well, i got to do something else in the meantime, so he wrote some other good books. Um, but I don't think he even wanted to write Superman. I think he wrote Superman because he needed to set this up. Because this book feels... It's so Bendis it hurts. <laughs> like, it, the voicing and the erraticism... Because that's the thing about Bendis books, is that the man writes all over the place. Mm -hmm. dialogue is all over the place yeah it's very hyperactive it's sporadic and and chaotic and can sometimes be exasperating in situations where it doesn't always inherently make sense a la Um, but in this particular sense it is like it and and the way that they set it up with the previous two like preview like zero issues where they introduced Rose and Thorn, it's literally going to be Jessica Jones hanging out with a legion of Miles Moraleses. <laughs> it is like an awkward, older, established, mature woman with an edgy side who has seen some stuff and yeah. sick of everything dealing with a bunch of super awkward, overpowered, overhyped, 
kind of weird teenagers. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, this is what you've always wanted to write since the beginning of time. It's what you've been trying to write since you've started writing. Yeah. yeah. It, it makes so much sense. And then he's the developed. combo. And he got to completely change Superboy into whatever he wanted. Yeah. Because he effectively had him grow up off screen. Yeah. And gave him all this character development that we didn't actually get to, like, we saw bits and pieces. We saw a retelling and, like, an issue. But we don't know exactly, like, we weren't there for it. Yeah. So he could be whatever he wants him to be. Yeah. So now he's just, like, it's like Bendis is Superboy hanging out with a bunch of Moraleses and Jessica Jones. And it's all DC, so it's hyper-technicolored and, like, futuristic yeah. and weird. And he's, like throwing in random stuff and you're like why is there aquaman's trident now and who is this random bad alien person and what is going on and we know nothing because the settings never existed before and i'm like oh my god i get it now this is why you're here you don't give a damn about any of the other crap yeah (laughs) honestly for a dude for a dude like ben it's a legion book is it makes so much sense. It's great because he can just do whatever. And that's like exactly it's just what he's a doing. sandbox. He can just like it's you know set in the thirty first century or whatever. So he yes. can just like run with it and just do whatever. And you know if he wanted to have them like dig up the you know long since buried copies of Batman Damned, and then they all giggle about Batman's wiener. He could do that. He could just be well, like, oh, here we go. He's been crazy <laughs> with stuff, too. Because, you know, Bendis has always been a bit of a snarky writer. He he uh, likes to allude to things yeah, and yeah. be kind of a butthole when he feels like it, which is amazing sometimes. Yeah. Um, and, like, this time they're talking about stuff. And he's like, they were talking about Aquaman. And Superboy's like, oh, yeah, you know, my dad's like one of my dad's best friends. And they were like, we thought your dad was best friends with the original Batman. And he's like... I mean, he's he's cool with wait original Batman <laughs> because there's apparently been like yeah an endless quantity of Batman. Oh yeah, there was. And I'm um, like, that's perfect. Terry like, McGinnis, the Batman Beyond. Right. They so. they just and that's only one. Like that's cool. Lord knows how so. many there have been and still are. Yeah, yeah. So and apparently there's like a whole city of Gotham where like you have to be a certain age to enter. It's huh. it's bananas. Like. Or maybe like a Gotham world. It's we don't know yet what's going on. They keep making allusions to stuff, and poor Superboy's like, I just wanted to go to orientation. Gotham. It's so strange. Gotham World is not the theme park I want to go to. No. Welcome to Gotham World. Well, they make it sound like you have. Hold to- on to your wallets. <laughs> hey, have you kids ever been stabbed before? Come on in. Well, apparently it's going to have a lot more sex and violence because the way they're implying you have to be like 21 to enter. Oh, so yeah. it's that kind Ooh. of theme park. Ooh. It's a wear a raincoat type of welcome, theme park. Welcome to the Disney live nudes section. <laughs> we may experience bat dong simply because he's going to think it's funny. I, I don't know. I don't know where we're going with this. It's you should have a club happened. just in the background like Batman damned live nudes. like that's the thing in this in this book too which is one of the best parts about it because it's a bendis book and it's all just like dialogue and chitter chatter and higgledy piggledy Mm -hmm. nothing happened rose said two (laughs) words the whole book nothing happened 
they they got attacked by a giant enemy Menace. army. Yeah. They found Aquaman's trident and nothing happened. Neat. <laughs> I I love it. It's great. Do it. Go pick it up. It's worth it. Yeah. Be sure to read yeah. the previous stuff with Rose because I feel like yeah, that's going to be very important. Yeah, I mean, that's just a two-issue thing, right? The yeah, millennium. yeah. It was super short, but it was good, and I liked her character development. Like I said, she's kind of got a Jessica Jones vibe. So, I don't know. I'm. What's the whole thing with her? She's like a mortal, right? Yeah. She's been around. She was around for the actual to current, like the present, and then she just never died. And she kept trying to find enlightenment validation purpose mm. whatever and then finally she was like i got it i'm gonna go to the legion and then she showed up and literally in this book she has one line that's it <laughs> she's like there we don't know how she got there or why she's there and she's like superboy's here and that's it that's all that happened nice i'm so excited this book's gonna be bananas it's gonna be crazy yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, that is going to wrap it up for us. Yes. Now, uh, we are not done talking about comics, though. No, we are not. So we're trying to limit ourselves a little bit more in time, make the episodes more manageable for people. Um, and also, Libsyn has storage limits. Um, <laughs> so, and that plays into something I'm going to talk about after this so we're gonna be trying to keep the episodes tight but we did the whole like visual edition um thing when we were on vacation yes um so what we've decided is that we're gonna talk about kind of the main books that we want to talk about the important um, stuff. ones that are worth talking really have discussion topics anything that doesn't make the cut we're going to have an honorable mention section the on, runners up of the week yeah on our uh website so we're gonna have blog posts on there with our discussion topics on those yeah um so you can get an extra few suggestions on what to read on our website coverbpodcast.com yes um why did he mention lips and storage things uh, we're going to be trying to do more content for you guys. We mentioned this last time when we were talking about why we moved to Saturday releases instead of Friday releases. Um, so hopefully you'll start seeing some extra episodes pop up on Wednesdays. Yes. Wednesdays. We're gonna Wednesdays. Be doing that. Technically new comic book days. Get yep. you all in the mood. So keep an eye out for that. We're brainstorming a bunch of cool creative things to do. We're just going to kind of pop them up when they come up. Um, we and hope to pull back some of the segments we maybe had done in the past yep. and kind of bring those back into yep. light because I know we got a lot of really positive response and we want to make sure that we're giving you guys what you want. Yep, yep. we want to have more variety. We want to have more content, more episodes hitting, uh, more special things, relatable things that aren't just us talking about new books uh, because maybe not everyone's keeping up with new books and they you know, are more concerned with like older stuff um or whatever or we'll any see. number of things yeah. we'll, we'll just keep an eye on that uh obviously you can find out when those episodes hey t yeah if i wanted to find out when a special episode was coming out how would i do that so there's a few ways you could do that chris oh man the first way is you can follow us on social media either our facebook or our twitter at cover me podcast jeepers or you can subscribe to our podcast at your favorite podcast listening station whether that be google or Spotify or iTunes or whatever. We're everywhere. Super keen. Or you could subscribe to our blog, which we always put new episodes up on the blog at coverbpodcast.com. Jinkies. Neato speedo. Yeah. 
So, uh, keep an eye out for that. Again, 50th, ep- 50th episode. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Uh, you guys are the best uh, people listening. Uh, share this with your friends. Uh, you know, if you see us at any point in time, let us know how we're doing. <laughs> you know? I mean, I gotta we say. appreciate it. I'm really proud of us. Yeah. Like, it's been cool. We, we stuck to it, dude. Almost a year now. I'm, yep. feeling, I'm feeling pretty proud. Good. So, uh, until next time, guys. It's Thank been you so great much. hanging out with you. Have a wonderful weekend, and we will see you for the next episode of Cover B. Bye, y'all.